Hi there, and welcome to the C10 Podcast, where we mainly talk about leadership and mentoring in 10 questions with changemakers, mostly with ties to the Kansas City area. This is all part of the C of the Major Leagues Foundation, and specifically a tie-in to our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. I'm Matt Folks, Executive Director of C of the Major Leagues and usual host of this podcast. I'm honored that you've chosen to listen this week. Thank you so much. Now, let's get into this week's conversation. This is episode 122 of the C10 Podcast, and it's one of our last ones in the One Good Thing chats that we've been doing periodically for the past few months. What is One Good Thing? I'm glad you asked. It is a new book that's a collection of first-person profiles of people in Kansas City who have done one good thing to promote change in Kansas City. Basically, people who are making a difference for others in this community. I was honored to write this book with seeing the Major League's founder and board president, Dayton Moore, along with Ray Jarrett, the executive director of Unite KC. Periodically since February, we've been introducing you to the remarkable people featured in the book. As we recorded the interviews for what became these first-person stories for the book, we did so with the idea that they'd be used on this podcast. Incidentally, if you'd like more information about the book or ways you can order signed copies, you can go to onegoodthingbook.com. That's one goodthingbook.com, or click on the link in the show's notes. So far in this series, you've heard from people such as Taylor Penrod with Barefoot Mission, Rex and Jennifer Hudler with Team Up for Down Syndrome, Ryan Lefevre from Gloves for Kids, and Will Gurley with the You Matter Festival. This week, you're going to meet Michael Loney, who's the Executive Director of Freedom Hoops, an urban basketball ministry. I first met Michael in 2015, around the time when he was still a teacher and a coach at Kansas City Christian. And you'll hear that things didn't go to script for Michael, but he turned a bad situation, a negative situation, into a life-changing program for boys in urban areas of Kansas City. Incidentally, Michael's wife, Kristen, has been on the curriculum committee for our C-10 Mentoring and Leadership Program since the beginning. And she's the designer for the logo that we used on this podcast. They are terrific people, and it is such an honor to include Michael's story, their story really, in the One Good Thing book, and to share part of that story with you now. I hope you enjoy it. This is largely about you, your journey to the One Good Thing, which led to Freedom Hoops, and maybe the One Good Thing is Freedom Hoops. We'll kind of dive into that a little bit here as we go along, but uh, a very open-ended question to start off. Uh Tell me about 17-year-old Michael Loney. 17-year-old Michael Loney was uh, grew up in Iowa and uh, in the middle of nowhere, Humboldt, Iowa, in the cornfields. And we had a tight-knit family. Um, I was a believer. And um, God used a family to grow me in the faith. Um, yeah, my mom and dad were always there for me. Um, they had a garden for me and they pushed me they supported basketball and pushed me in basketball uh, my identity was in my performance i wanted to be number 22 for the chicago bulls that never happened <laughs> never happened to be number 22 for the iowa state cyclones but i wanted to play college basketball professional basketball i also had a desire to share jesus with with my teammates and i did and so that was my world basketball church and we had a garden and that was my job but you you've always kind of had a disciple heart yeah um one of my uh 
youth pastors, he, he gave us this book called uh, Becoming a, a Contagious Christian. And for whatever reason, that just stuck with me. And I think um, just with, I don't know, the way God wired me uh, through just experiences. I remember going door to door and doing ride for sight um, donations and doing the, the garden and meeting with other people. I always had just a people bent and I've always been like, man, this is God's, this is the good news. Like we got to share this and, um, man, God's changed me. I want to see God change others. And so, um, I don't know. That's just how God's wired me. And I'm grateful and always want to use, always wanted to do one of two things. I want to be a teacher or a pastor and God's using that pastor in a different light now, but as a teacher, I want to be an underground Bible teacher in the public school setting or, um, you know, wherever I went. So, uh, yeah, it's, God's kind of always gave me that heart to share the gospel, to see young men uh, come to know Jesus. And in college, it, I kind of understood it as, okay, this is discipleship. This is walk alongside guys. So I was able to South Dakota state to disciple, uh, both my college basketball teammates, but also their athletes at South Dakota State. That's what God gave me a heart for maybe like a sports ministry versus like a regular being a pastor. Uh, and so um, I'm really grateful for that, for that opportunity. You mentioned possibly want to be a teacher or a pastor from about, let's actually go from about, uh, let's see, you were probably 23, I'm guessing, when you graduated. So let's say from 23 until about 27. So those first four years after school, what were your dreams? What what, what were you looking forward to doing at that point? I wanted to be a part of a basketball ministry that was sharing the gospel. You know, I was to live life by faith and just trust that God would like open up doors, share the gospel that he provide. And I was thinking about going through athletes in action, but I didn't have the courage to raise support. You know, I mean, I'm from Humboldt, Iowa. You know, no one does that stuff. And I didn't really have someone to sit me down and be like, okay, this is how you could do it. This is what this is what you have to do. It just seems so unattainable. So I was like, eh, I'll just go teach, you know. <laughs> and I wish I would have explored that. I wish someone could have sat me down and just say, hey, it is actually attainable. Um, I'm grateful that the way God worked it out because I was able to meet my wife here in Kansas City. Uh, but from 23 to 27, I went to Kennecook Institute, studied the Bible there. Had a sports ministry internship there with Reed Spring High School, their basketball team. Did that for a year. Then I taught a year in Branson after that. And then I came to Kansas City Christian, and I was just going to teach and coach basketball and, and uh, maybe do something in the city. I thought, man, you know, kids in the city love basketball. Maybe we could do something down there as I'm coaching at Kansas City Christian. And we, we did some stuff through Freedom Fire, uh, not a lot. But uh, in, the, in the basketball sense, I served at Freedom Fire a little bit, uh, very little. Uh, but God kind of grew my, my heart for our Freedom Fire kids at um, Kansas City Christian. And so 23, 27, got married, uh, clueless about how to listen to my wife, clueless about how to love my wife exactly where she was at. So, we, uh, man, that was a growing period for sure. You know, all right, God, I want to live by faith. I want to go all out. I want to go crazy for the Lord. And I think some of that stuff's really good, but also some of that stuff you can, you can identify yourself as, Oh, I'm just crazy for the Lord. I'm living by faith. And it's like, that's good. But like, what about arrested identity and that you're a child of God, that he loves you regardless of your performance. He loves you regardless of how quote unquote effective you are. And I'm still processing through that to this day. I don't want to call it the cynic in me, but just hearing 
hearing your story as when you're younger, when you're going through school, some of the things you wanted to do, and then you end up at Kansas City Christian, which, you know, Kansas City Christian, basically in the suburbs, private school. I mean, yes, there's kids on scholarship and whatnot, but, you know, it's a pretty comfortable situation. It's not like you're going to, you know, Southeast High School or something like that. Was there a thought in your mind of of maybe teaching in an inner city school or, or something like that? During that time, I was so focused on making Kansas City Christian basketball like Duke or some crazy awesome IMG Academy. That's what I thought my purpose was. So I think I got a little off track. It was cozy. It was comfortable. When they when they asked me to resign or switch roles, um, that was really – that was hard as a shock to my pride, you know. Um, but it was one of the best things ever because – um, as one of my friends said, man, you might have been holding on to something so hard that you wouldn't be able to receive what um, God wanted to give you. And uh, we, we just weren't winning. You know, we weren't winning. And um, they asked me to resign or switch roles. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to resign. And I felt excited. I felt relieved because in a lot of ways, speaking to what you're saying, I didn't feel like I was reaching people with the gospel through the game of basketball. I just didn't feel like I was reaching people. It was just kind of, I love Kansas City Christian. I love, I love everything about them. Um, I just did it wasn't, I don't think it was necessarily suited for me. I was doing fine as a middle school Bible teacher. They loved me there. And so I taught another year at Kansas City Christian, my fifth year, not as a coach. I was just a teacher. And um, my pride was, was shocked. It was hurt. It was uh, being repaired, it would be healed up, and I was so grateful. And that's when Freedom Boots came along. And so, Kevin Casey at Freedom Fire, literally the second call after I got let go, I said, All right, Coach Kevin, I know people in the city, I know kids in the city love basketball, I know they love basketball. Let's start doing something. Our first stuff we were doing was 2014 at the Garrison Community Center, a little cracker box gym, a little gym, and we're playing ball with these kids from. Um, why not they call it down there and man it was fun it was a small gym we had 10 to 12 people there uh, little little sixth graders were playing with 22 year old men and they did you had no room for air no um grace no you were treated like an old man and so these little six uh, sixth graders were getting the ball stolen and blocked and everything, but that's just how they played down there. I was like, man, this is kind of, it's different. Um, but I was grateful. And so I learned so much and started like get to know these young men. We show up every Saturday, 12 and two Bible study from 12, 1230 and 1232. We hoop and these same six kids just kind of kept gravitating towards myself and coach Ramon and coach Ramon had previously, um, Coach Ramon had previously been coaching them because he, Coach Ramon, worked for the Garrison Community Center, Casey Park and Rec. And so he already had a relationship, and and they wanted to take the team further. And after about nine months, they're like, "Hey, Coach, let's let's have a team." And I was still healing up, still healing up from Kansas City Christian saying, "Hey, you need to resign as basketball coach." I was like. I was like, I'm not a good coach, I'm not a good leader. I can just play the ball and share the word with you. Eventually, it was like, okay, um, let's see this thing, God. I don't know. I don't really want to do a basketball team. but So we just sent out letters. I <laughs> prayed over the letters, and God brought in every penny, every penny we needed. So we got these kids 
Nike jerseys, Nike, Nike bags, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving, uh, Kyrie ones. I mean, it was they and they loved it. So we played our first tournament in Leavenworth. We still got two wins that first tournament. I could, but our guys competed so hard and it was so fun because their skill level so bad but they're they played so hard i mean it was just fun that first summer we also it, it was also it was a learning curve because you know different cultures and taking a stand and doing it in a christ-like way right with boundaries and rules but also like that relationship needed to grow and, but they loved us too so after my after my first year of not coaching any sport and having my heart drawn to um, the inner city um, got open with the door to teach at Eisenhower Middle School in KCK. So uh, I taught there for three years. And my, my whole purpose was, hey, I can learn what it takes to educate our young men in the city. Uh, I can grow as a leader. Uh, and I can learn the culture better while getting a $17,000 pay raise. And I was like, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> so <laughs> so 2000. 16 through 18, that's when I was at um, Eisenhower Middle School learning a ton, becoming a dad, getting used to a new job, doing this ministry on the side. I just couldn't do it all. Like, I just literally couldn't, you know, even now, I, like, that would still be hard even with me being full time. Um, and so at KCK, one of the guys was like, hey, if you want to get kids, you tell them, hey, you're going to travel, you pay for this stuff, and you do it. And so without praying much at all, without really thinking about it, I was like, all right, we're going to do it. So we got the word out. I called every single inner city school. I called, called, emailed, texted every person I could find. We've got tryouts in 10 days. Show up. And so we had like 35 kids in the gym. <laughs> and, it, and it was just like, okay. And we did uh we didn't have to we didn't have to run around and pick these kids up and i was like this is interesting the kids can show up and i don't have to pick them up and they are good you know they got good grades they're from the city and so we whittled it down to 12 to 15 kids and 2017 that was our first group of kids that um it was, excuse me it was our second group of kids basically with our first group of kids, some of them still kind of on the peripheries, still being, some of them were getting in trouble with the law, right? Um, so it was a transition period of freedom hoops. And we tried taking the old identity of memorizing scripture and job shadows, you know, ACT prep to these new kids who didn't know what in the world we were doing. Like, why are we doing this stuff? And so that was a hard year. It was a good year. Um, and in 2018, we really ramped it up. Like we were like, all right, we're gonna really travel. We're gonna give us another run. We went to Dallas, Indianapolis, Detroit, Wichita. I mean, we went everywhere that summer, spring and summer, giving our kids like the best opportunity. And they were and they were all eligible, right? Um, they had a little more resources at home, like parents at home and able to get them to, you know, practices and different things. And so I'm um, still in need, still kids that are unchurched, still kids that like were thick in the, in the, in the city, in the streets, but like just they had maybe a little more basketball buy-in. And so we had a ton of fun and uh, our kids competed. They played hard. Uh, that was our high school team. We didn't travel with our middle school group. 
but I'll never forget. I was in my backyard, uh, and, and I'm just looking at my son Caleb, and he's two, you know. And I've been traveling to Indianapolis and Dallas, and then the next weekend we were the Junior NBA Program of the Month. Uh, so the the NBA flew us out to Chicago. And then we had a, a, a vision dinner uh, with Wayne Simeon from KU. He's a speaker. And we're doing all this stuff. And I'm looking at my son, and it's like, I can't even be present with him. I'm, I'm a new dad. I've, I've got my own job. And I'm doing this other full-time job. And I have no, I'm not doing anything well. My son's missing me. And so I was like, all right, God, we got we got some money in the bank personally. We got some money in the bank freedom hoops wise. Let's just trust you. Like, this is what you put on my life, put on my heart my whole life to, to focus on the game of basketball and the gospel and see God transform lives and help them help walk it out with young men. And so I was like, let's go. Uh, every penny on the way God's provided. And it has been so encouraging. So I get to do this, you know, with young men that don't look like me, young men that don't come from where I come from. Um, and I get to learn from them. I get to, I get to share stories. They get to learn from me. I get to learn from them. This is J.R. Buckner, President and CEO of First Federal Bank of Kansas City. We hope you're enjoying this week's conversation. For this week's Student Spotlight, I'd like you to meet one of the students in our C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. My name is Corey Messick and I go to Van Horn High School. My favorite thing about C10 is all the outreach we're going to do and we get to make a big impact on much different people's lives and it just makes me happy. First Federal Bank of Kansas City is proud to make a donation this week to the Post High School Scholarship Fund for seniors in the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Program. If you'd like to join us in this effort to give our future leaders an opportunity after high school, please click on the link in the show's notes. Now back to this week's conversation. What biblical principle has has guided you, particularly these last three, four years? Yeah, um, the, the biblical principle for sure is right. Um, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptize in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the age. Right, like man, He's with us, He guides us, He's calling us to disciple. Um, that's that's the great commission, right? And um, and then you got the great commandment, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So like the great commission, the great commandment, like, man, if we could have every young man and every leader at Freedom Hoops love God with our heart, mind, soul, and strength, like God was their primary affection, their primary devotion. Like if every single young man and leader, if we did that, man, how could the gospel, like, flow and take root in other people's lives that our young men know. What's been the greatest story to come out of Freedom Hoops? Wow. There's two or three that come to mind. Uh, so there's JT Washington. He came to us as freshmen and super guarded towards the gospel, insecure, like just, you know, just typical freshman. You know, I'm a, I'm a good kid. I'm, I do everything right. And just kind of, it was like KCC, but on at Lincoln Prep, you know, good kid, love him, I love him, and he would agree to this, um, but, you know, as time went through, he was a very quiet leader, 
And as time grew, he became more of a vocal leader. And not only that, but like most the crazy thing was he became more and more receptive to the gospel message. So we were with him freshman through senior year. And so, so, you know, he grew as a leader. He, he was respected by the guys. He started our team as we traveled the nation. Um, great kid. He's, he's got a great mom at home, strong mom. And, and he's got a younger brother. And um, we're sitting there, you know, pandemic hit, right? This is after his senior year of basketball, right? What, what we started, we couldn't get in any gyms. We couldn't. <laughs> the, the, the rims were taken down outside at parks. And so we just started sitting on kids' doorsteps and, and giving them a breakfast sandwich or a donut and uh, open, cracking open the work. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, you know, I'm in his, um, at his house and there's a fence. I said, JT, where are you at? Because we were, we were studying John 10, and it says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you're in with the shepherd, right, you enter through the gate, which is Jesus, right, you'll have life, abundant life, and joy, right? Joy to the full measure. And I said, where are you at, man? Are you outside? Are you on the fence? Or are you in with your with your with with jesus and and um said man I'm on the fence i said that's great thanks for sharing but you know what that means you're still you're out you're still outside where the where the where the steel the devil comes to steal kill and destroy and so i left it at that and so probably two or three weeks later i brought it back up again where was he i think i even waited another week or so I wasn't going to push him, but eventually he came to, to coach. I want to follow Jesus. And so that was one of the coolest things that happened in the pandemic was like, yeah, man, we're not playing basketball with these kids, but guess what? We're having Bible studies on their front doorsteps. We're doing stuff outside, just having fun. And uh, so him and I bonded for sure during that spring and summer when everybody was kind of doing stuff outside or not even meeting. And so um, it was so beautiful. And, um, you know, what's really exciting too is, you know, God's growing him. God's growing him still uh, through college. And, you know, he grew up in 50, 51st and Olive. You know, that's where he grew up, you know, hearing gunshots, seeing stuff in, in the city, living in a city life. Like, but like God is like transformed him. And it's fun to just to see that type of work and be like, hey, kids. It's not just Devante. It's not just whoever, like it's literally some of our own kids, you know, and, and just JT is one of our success stories. Obviously we got this kid, young man named Xavier, and he, he probably grew up the roughest of all of our kids. Uh, God really grew him in his time at Freedom Hoops. And he wants to get back to Freedom Hoops. Um, and he's, uh, you know, talking about budgeting. And he's working at, uh, or he's getting trained at Job, um, job Corps. You know, just seeing him grow as a young man now as a father, and it's just fun to see him like grow up. Is he perfect? No. Is his heart and um, is his heart fully, fully devoted to the Lord? I, I don't fully know, but I know that he's he's warm to God and like he's sensitive to the things of God. That kind of leads me to this next one, and maybe it answers this next one. But what motivates you to keep going? What keeps me going is like, man, I know there's more kids out there. I know there's more kids that like love the hoop. We're getting every week, you know, more and more new kids I've never met. And it's just spreading like Devontae doing a great job of making basketball excellent. 
like it's bringing more and more new kids. It's like, man, there are so many more young men that like, man, let's just be honest, right? The, they didn't give them the, the full stack cards, right? Like it's not the same, but like at the end of the day, like, I mean, like we can in ways and at the proper time speak into that or just walk alongside them, love on them. What would you tell somebody about doing one good thing? Maybe they're kind of thinking, you know, how do I find my one good thing? Or this might be my one good thing. And they're kind of apprehensive about making that jump. That's a good question. You may not know all the answers. You may not, you might make some mistakes, right? But like, if your heart's out of a heart to serve and love, like, man, make a mistake. That means you're trying something, you're learning. And if it's perfectly perfect, perfect all the time, like, you're never going to get started. So, like, man, just know that, like, at the end of the day, like, God is with you. He loves you even in your mistakes. He loves you. And, like, even if we talk about race relations, like, if you you say something wrong, like, man, if your heart posture is a heart posture, like, learn and, like, uh, be repentant. And, like, God's going to honor that. So you don't have to have it all figured out. But, like, man, just know that, like, however God has uniquely called you and gifted you, like, Man, God, God has called me to be a basketball missionary. Okay, cool. Well, some if I played soccer, I'd probably have a have a heart for the soccer community, right? But not for the basketball community. And that's okay. God's called you to the soccer community or the baseball community or whatever. Maybe the medical community. I don't, whatever your community is, like, man, okay, God's with me. How can I build that courage? like Moses to go and what go to Pharaoh. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. God's with, me. how can I lead the people of Israel in the promised land? Like Joshua. Okay. He's with me. I gotta be courageous. I gotta be bold. Right. And, 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 and God's going to give me that strength, but I've got to trust and I've got to walk by faith, not by sight. Walk as a child of God. That he's with me. He is with me. Cause none of us are going to be able to do this on our own. In our strength, it's not going to happen. As a rested child of God, fully loved, fully secure in Jesus, trust that he's with you. That's what I would say. I asked you earlier about 17-year-old Michael. What would you go back and tell him today? You are not your performance. God deeply loves you. And running hard for Jesus is a really it's a really good thing, but it's also a really um, scary and possibly damaging thing. Like he calls us to walk. He calls us to walk. It does say there's some parts in the Bible that says run, run the race and different things, but like man, make sure that like man, you are not your performance. You are a child of God. He saved you because he loves you, not by anything you've done. Well, that does it for this episode of the C10 Mentoring and Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we hope that you'll leave a favorable review on your favorite podcast platform. If you didn't enjoy it or you have other comments or suggestions for potential guests, you can click on the comment link in the show's notes. We drop a new episode at the end of every week, but be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an interview. And if you or your company would like to help underwrite this podcast, let me know. Until next time, this is Matt Folks for the CU and the Major Leagues Foundation saying be safe and take care.